Salam and welcome to another TMV podcast brought to you by the Muslim Vibe. As always, I'm your host Salim Qasim, and this week I'm joined by uh, a, a special guest host, um, Rukshana. Salam alaikum. Alaikum salam. Uh, so Rukshana, for those of you who are frequent on our website, is our European editor um, and has loved working for the Muslim Vibe for I have indeed. some time. You have, right? <laughs> yep. Just making sure. <laughs> um, but no, thank you very much for, for, for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for, for having me. So I, I guess as a bit of background, you basically said that you wanted to co-present and produce a podcast. Yeah. Um, and the topic that you wanted to do, or you, you had several topics in mind, mm-hmm. and one of them was about homeschooling. Yes, just um, because I have personal interest in it. And um, I mean, I currently work as a broadcast journalist for other uh, media outlets as well. Yeah. And I, I've seen it a lot in press and media, both the negative and the positive aspects. So I thought it would be an interesting topic. Um, which is why we decided to ask Miriam yeah. from Nurturing Learners uh, to discuss it. And yeah, basically that's it. So in, in the conversation that we have with Miriam, we, we, we talk about everything. I think I, I bring up and probably project. We, we just had this conversation off off air about projecting mm. our own insecurities and whatever yeah. <laughs> else, but probably projected a lot of my own um, thoughts and whatever else in terms of um, parenting, but also understanding generally the perspective of homeschooling. Yep. Um, and 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 I guess stating the argument for it, um, and kind of the work that that Miriam does. So um, that's it, really. I guess without further ado, here's our conversation with Miriam. So, salam alaikum, uh, Miriam. Waalaikum salam. Thank you very much. Oh yeah. No, Hi. <laughs> I'm not used to this whole co-hosting uh, situation. So. Um, I guess to start off with, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about what you do and and your kind of background in homeschooling. Okay, so yeah, my name is Mariam. Um, I'm a mum of two little girls. I'm a homeschooling mum. I'm Montessori trained and I'm a homeschool and parent coach. So I work privately with parents to support them with their homeschool and parenting. And how did you get into, I mean, we're obviously going to be talking today about homeschooling Mm -hmm. um, and, and generally like, I'm in a situation where I have a young daughter who's under two years old yeah. um, and it's going to be a decision that we've, we've already spoken about it yeah. and I think a lot of parents yeah. do yeah. Um, but we want to get to this point of understanding if we want to homeschool how do we go about doing it all, all of that stuff how did you get into it in the first place? Okay, so I think um, having a lot of uh, family who are from a teaching background, that sort of really helped to expose me to what, you know, the UK education system is quite like. I've always been an avid reader. I mean, I love books. I always have my face in the book. So just reading a lot around education. And then when I had my children, I went on to be Montessori trained. So I think that really helps as well. Um, But not not only that, I think tying in with our faith as well, knowing that, you know, our children are a gift um, from Allah and uh, we have a responsibility to how we bring them up and how we nurture and educate them and for me personally this is how I feel that, that I could sort of carry on forward that responsibility to the best. Okay you briefly mentioned um, the term Montessori could mm-hmm. you go into that a bit more? So Montessori is a sort of educational sort of method or approach mm. um, it's very holistic in terms of it looks at it captures the emotional side of learning um, and sort of the spiritual side as well as the academics as well um, it's very child-centered mm-hmm. um, and uh, essentially you're following the children's interests um and yeah what what ages uh, is montessori 
Uh, Montessori is for all ages, but I think uh, here in the UK, they have, we have Montessori nurseries and we have Montessori primary schools. So I'd say from about zero to about six here in the UK. But essentially, Montessori can go on until secondary. It's an really? approach that is yeah, very wholesome. Because, like, funny enough, we're on top of a Montessori right now. Yeah, uh, we we have to walk, for people that obviously yeah. haven't been to our office, we walk through a Montessori to get here. I yeah. thought that Montessori and nursery were interchangeable terms i didn't know there was a difference okay um but but you, you mentioned briefly just before we were filming that it's a kind of child-led yeah, approach absolutely um in contrast to regular schooling yeah um how, how does that work um so monster is very sort of practical practical life i mean the the method itself says that children are sort of innately hardwired to learn so yeah. you don't the traditional schooling aspect sort of takes the you must teach so it's something that you do but children um absorb everything from the environment so montessori says um that the environment is the third teacher so mm. in essence anything you put in the environment the children will absorb it so it's not it's not something done to children it's something children do yeah. if that makes sense so I'm quite interested in um, homeschooling. I've been sort of flexi homeschooling my daughter, mm -hmm, yeah. so to speak. Um, what does that mean? So that's basically, uh, she does a few hours of nursery a week, but I've also been homeschooling her since she was one, which is why I'm really interested yeah. in this. Um, so you've, you've talked about Montessori, and I know there are other things that you draw inspiration from um, and other people do. Um, there's also one called Charlotte Mason, isn't there? Yeah. And I just want to know how Montessori is, um, you know, sort of works with Islamic way of way of life in terms of educating your children. Yeah, sure. I think um, for me personally, I, I might be biased because I am Montessori trained. Mm. Um, I feel like Montessori fits in very perfectly with Islam. Um, obviously, as we know, children are born upon the fitrah. Um, and Montessori also says that children are born obviously with free will and that they are hardwired to learn. I think that fits in with Islam. Not only that, Montessori really focuses on aspects such as we have this, this is concept of grace and courtesy, which is essentially um, modeling manners to children rather than teaching them. So I think things like, um, you know, we have this concept of, oh, we should be teaching our children to say please and thank you, but perhaps we don't actually need to teach them. Perhaps we mm, should be course, modeling yeah. that and it will sort of naturally organically happen. Mm. Um, and also Montessori is quite, um, in terms of uh, how they teach their children, it's not, you know, traditional schooling is kind of separated into classrooms uh, in terms of age range. When Montessori has this concept of vertical grouping, so they learn sort of from their peers. What do you mean by vertical uh, grouping? Vertical grouping is essentially, um, in a Montessori classroom, you're not separated by age. Okay. So a three-year-old could be working on the same thing as a five or a six-year-old, for okay. example, but they sort of scaffold and support each oh. other's learning. So that's where it differs. Okay. That's really cool. The, the, sorry, the, the yeah. Islamic thing I think is really interesting because this is, I think often the argument for um, homeschooling to an extent is looking at the fact that, you know, you are bringing up your child in an Islamic environment. Yeah. Um, and you're then, that means that you, you know, they're surrounded by your salam alaikums all the time yeah. and whatever else. Yeah. As you say, your please and thank yous, all the good manners and yeah. morals that we want, the prayer time and things like that. Yeah. Um, but what I've, what I guess I struggle to kind of reconcile sometimes is that I've seen, and in fact, I think we actually mentioned it on the last podcast <clears throat> that when people, for example, come from abroad often um, yeah. for university, I'm saying this from my own kind of community background, come to university, uh, they've suddenly got freedoms that they never previously had. 
Yeah. Um, and so they've gone from a position of like living a sheltered life where they, you know, everything has to be done in a very rigid and, and particular way. Um, and they're told you can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they come into a place where their parents aren't looking anymore and they just jump straight in. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the kind of lifestyle or the quote unquote Islamic upbringing that they've had goes out the window because they've just been... Been do you think it goes out the window though? Because I think if it's ingrained into a child, that kind but, of but, but sensibility. But it's how it's ingrained. I think yeah, is, is the okay. issue, right? So mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it, like you, I think exactly what Shana mm. said. It's how it's ingrained. So it's kind of like they need to understand the reasoning behind, not just okay, you you can't do this, you can't yeah. do this. It's kind of explaining to our children and making them understand the why. And I think homeschooling really allows that because you do it from such an early age and really, mm, yeah. in, you know, giving them that solid foundation of, you know, understanding There's that why. responsibility, they have that responsibility Absolutely. within themselves. Whereas I suppose in school, I mean, a lot of the research that I've done, yeah. uh, even kids said they felt dictated to like, yeah. you know, just say please and thank you because it's, you have to do it as opposed to you want to do you it to and do it's it. part of your, of your, your manner and your skill set, I guess. Yeah. But then how, how do you, so that in theory makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then let's say I took the decision to homeschool my child. Yeah. How, how would I, how would I be equipped enough or well equipped enough to, to be able to do that? I, I don't know if this makes sense. I'm just, as yeah. I said, I, I'm trying to think about my own situation yeah. and how like I would take my daughter through this process if yeah. we decided to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel equipped to like bring up a child yeah. and like teach them. I don't know what they need to learn. Yeah. What are the milestones? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, what you're touching upon is, is, is very typical of like a, a, a new parent who's starting to, you know, want to beginning to homeschool. And I think what I would say is you as a parent, you know, you're, you are going to be the most, you know, emotionally invested person. You know in your, your child, child best. Anyone else yeah. is. And I think it's, it's, it's that sort of, maybe we lack confidence or, you know, essentially you've been teaching your child since they've been born, but you know, you've, yeah. in terms of walking, talking, you've sort mm. of taught them all of that. And I think with not knowing what to do um, in the homeschooling sort of community, there's, <coughs> there's so much help out there in terms of you know veteran homeschoolers you can learn sort of experience from there's so many like resources i'm learning um, from you even, the, <laughs> even sort of online facebook groups there's there's so much support out there yeah. so i feel like um perhaps empowering ourselves as parents i, I feel like on key. social media that's basically where i've learned the majority yeah. of my stuff i mean i have a slight educational background mm-hmm. mentoring and, and teaching yeah um so that that's helped but i do feel the the sort of sources of inspiration has been things like pinterest Absolutely. like facebook groups such as yourselves and against the muslim homeschooling community yeah. the women tend to be very supportive yeah. of each other yes. i mean compared to other sort of sectors of media a lot of the women seem to be sort of battling and you know pitting against each other yeah, almost yeah. <laughs> whereas there's more of a collaborative process i think for muslim yeah. homeschool from my experience why, why do you guys seen. think though that that muslims have taken to homeschooling particularly or do you think it is a thing or is it just generally like we're looking at it from the muslim perspective but mm. is this a thing that generally people are looking at or is there a specific yeah. push within the muslim community towards this I think you could argue that there might be a specific push um, in terms of the kind of values you want to incorporate in your children, what type yeah. of children you want to bring in the world in terms of the religious perspective. But also I think I'm quite well connected with the non-Muslim sort of homeschooling community as well. And I feel like it's more sort of perhaps the education aspect of you want to raise your child as an individual, you know, mm. to allow them to pursue their individual interests. Whereas I feel my opinion that traditional schooling doesn't doesn't allow that. 
Um, so, so let's say for me, I am st- I've decided I'm still going to pursue traditional homeschooling. Yeah. I have looked into the whole flexi schooling where she's in a few days a week, but yeah. I have faced quite a lot of uh, a little bit of opposition and a little yeah. bit of hostility. It's kind of, and I was told by one teacher, I won't say the school, yeah. and she said, you can't do that. It's illegal. And I mm-hmm. said, it's not actually illegal. If yeah. I register wow. it, it's, and I was a little bit perplexed that a head teacher with yeah. 30 years experience didn't know that homeschooling is acceptable and legal in this country. I think there's a lot of ignorance. There's a lot yeah. of ignorance of, and I think it's essentially you're kind of breaking the mold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I face that as well personally. And um, when you say to people you're homeschool and they look at you like, uh, what, really? Like, is, are you allowed? Yeah. That kind of thing. And I think it, it is that kind of just not knowing the unknown, um, knowing that, you know, it is, it's totally legal in the UK yeah. to do that. And so many families are doing it now. Um, yeah. But there's there's definitely been an increase, uh, not just with Muslim families. Yeah. Uh, um, since two thousand and seventeen, um, a large increase with people wanting to homeschool, homeschool their children. Yeah. Um, just because you know a lot of kids also have you know autism or mm-hmm. other things or learning disabilities, and they feel like, uh, like you said, they know their child best yeah. and they want to hone in on that. Um, again with illnesses as well. Mm-hmm. Looking at the notes that you prepared mm. brilliantly, by the way, Thank earlier. You. <laughs> but I've, I've got to read this stuff out. So <laughs> you said that in 2018, it's estimated that between 50,000 and 80,000 kids are homeschooled, yeah, the and the number's rising 80%, sorry, in the UK. Yeah. yeah. The number's rising 80%, which is staggering when yeah. you think about it. I think when we, when like, I remember growing up, like whenever there was a homeschooled kid, there would only be like one that you knew. Yeah. yeah. And that was like the, the kid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that guy. The special one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's eating crisps, he's eating carrots. Like that yeah. guy. Um, it, it's, I, I feel like we've moved away from that now. I, I don't know, maybe it's because yeah. like, I'm old and I'm, I'm a parent myself. Yeah. But I feel like attitudes are a lot more open they to are. it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, and not from like just a Muslim perspective, but yeah. why do you think it's on the rise? I think it's a lot of parents are sort of realizing that children don't grow in a linear way. Like it, the UK education system is very standardized. You know, it's a sort of standardized yeah. education. One size fits all. If you don't fit in that box, then you know you're 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 dumb essentially. You know, mm. you're you're not you're not bright wherever it is. And I think a lot of sort of parents are realizing that that perhaps you know the children who are labelled as you know you know being naughty or whatever. Maybe they're not naughty. Mm. Maybe it's just the learning style or the way the subject is being taught is not meeting their needs essentially yeah. i think a lot of parents are sort of saying you know hold on um, maybe that maybe my my the problem is not my child the problem is perhaps my system uh, the system sorry mm. so um there's this quote that goes around quite a lot and it says you know it's not the child that's broken it's the system that's broken mm. and perhaps that's why we're seeing so many people dro- pulling their children out of school at the moment mm. um and i think it's a great thing personally but if let's say for example myself i'm going to keep her in in uh, like conventional school and I would quite like to do maybe one or two days a week yeah how you know from your sort of expertise how can I manage that how can I balance that so that I can still say for for example I uh, do a key focus on languages yeah and I want her to be multilingual and I've started from a very young age with her um and that's met a lot of criticism from people but I feel like kids are sponges at this age with languages if you don't mind so with with her with my daughter I'm doing Bengali English uh, Stiletti and Arabic Amazing. classical right. and modern nice. mm-hmm. so I, I kind of want her to have those and it's very soft you know I'm not not sort of sitting there with yeah. books and saying you must read x y and z but I still want her to go to school so how can I maintain both of the homeschooling yeah. element and the traditional 
uh, schooling. I think it can work. I mean, there's a lot of families that flexi school. And I think it's if she is obviously going to school, she has that sort of traditional side of schooling. Mm. But at home, perhaps she can work on her extra sort of interests that she has. Um, And even the way that the subjects are taught in school, you could still supplement it at home Mm -hmm. as well, but perhaps in a more different way that works for her. So absolutely, I feel like it can work. Yeah. Okay. And we've, I think when we talk about homeschooling, um, we always think of mothers and yeah. especially like culturally, traditionally, that's always the way things are done. Absolutely. Now, when you came here, I asked you where your kids were right now. Yeah. I, I said, what are your kids doing right now? You were like, right now mm-hmm. or right now? I was like, no, no right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and you said that your husband was looking after him because he works from home. Yeah. Um, so I guess from a personal perspective, how involved is your husband in the process? But also mm-hmm. from the, the you know the, the networks you're involved with, from the parents that you coach and everything else. Yeah. How hands on are the dads? Okay. Um, I would say, um, obviously, the mothers are a lot more hands on. My mm-hmm. personal experience is my husband is quite hands on. I think it's because I think sometimes we view homeschooling as this thing Monday to Friday, nine till three. It's absolutely not like that. Mm. So I know a lot of my friends who homeschool as well. Um, perhaps the dad will take them out to certain activities or clubs, or perhaps they'll go to the museum on the weekend. All of that is still homeschooling. Yeah. It's yeah. it's all it's all they're still learning, you know. So I feel like dads can get involved. Even myself, I don't personally like cooking and baking with the kids. It's just I don't have patience for it. But he does and he enjoys that oh, with them. Really nice. So even simple things like cooking, baking, it's all maths, it's all learning. Yeah. You, you know, it's all sort of just, and sorry, like as in, I'm I'm just thinking a bit like practically here. Let's yeah. say, for example, if 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 uh, a person works a nine to five, whether it's the mum or the dad, yeah, um, is there the ability to kind of homeschool in the evenings as well, or Absolutely. is it like have to be? In the, I don't know how. Like, is there set timings? How does it work? There's no set timings. It's flexible. It's flexible. It's absolutely whatever works for you. So for me, it works for me in the morning. I know people that do it after their their husbands come home and they'll just do it for like an hour or two after their husbands come home and they'll have that sort of support and they'll do it together. So there's no, um, it's, it's, I think sometimes we need to come out of this mind frame of um, sort of homeschool needs to look like school because I think, if we're, the reason why we're homeschooling is because we don't want our children to send our children to school. So you wouldn't want to emulate the same thing at home, yeah. essentially. And I think that's it's a difficult concept because, um, like I said, that we, as parents, most of us have been through the UK education system. And in our minds, we still think very sort of schooly, um, whether or not we sub, you know consciously sort of yeah. are aware of it or not. So I think it's important to kind of break away from that and realise that it doesn't have to look a certain way or feel a certain it's way. It's sort but, of drawing on the skills of the parents yeah. or the people around them for example my mother-in-law like her Bengali is absolutely beautiful and she only speaks to my daughter in Bengali she refuses to utter mm. a word of English yeah. and I feel like she's learning the words and the grammar that I'm not particularly great at yeah. through her and to me that's a method of yeah. that's a method of homeschooling absolutely. my husband takes my daughter swimming religiously now every Saturday morning because oh, I hate swimming I hate swimming so much <laughs> um, so I'm just like that's your thing I'm yeah. terrible at DIY he's great at that she's got a little like mini baby kit and she's just sort of like <laughs> joining in he got her a pretend lawnmower you know just just stuff like pra- more practical things it's i'm not organic. very good like at so organic. yeah he's but good at that I stuff i think i've i've probably entered the conversation a little bit wrong in my own head because I'm, <laughs> what I'm, do you do salim no, i'm seeing schooling I'm, I'm seeing i'm thinking of school as like you know you're nine to three or yeah. whatever yeah, the hours yeah. are yeah. But I, I'm I'm now slowly starting to realize that when we're talking about homeschooling mm. it's very much a case of and if we're talking the Montessori approach, yeah. these are all like, I know these terms, but I'm mm. understanding them for the first time. Yeah. It's more a case of 
um, using life experience and yeah. time with your kid absolutely to to teach. Yeah. Um, and there's no set because it's child led. It's more about following their own interests. Yeah. Um, and seeing where that takes them. So there aren't milestones like counting to ten, mm-hmm. or you mentioned before before we started recording, like learning how to write your own name. Yeah. That kind of stuff. It's, I mean, there there are milestones in terms of like. Oh, we do like, want kids to read and write. Yeah, yeah of course we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. At <laughs> some point. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be a little bit worried if you shake it We went from selling uh, homeschooling to like, no, it's not a thing. Um, but yeah, no, so, so there, I mean, it's not, it doesn't work out in that kind of traditional yeah. way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, it's, I guess, can be used quite effectively in terms of like, because I, like, I probably do a form of homeschooling now, like when I'm doing activities with my daughter. It's not mm. just about yeah. seeing out the clock, or sometimes, it's, let's be honest. <laughs> we're, all, we're all parents, yeah. here, you know? But often, like, so we've got fridge magnets with, like, different words on them and the, and the images. And I'll be like, yeah. oh, give me the duck. And yeah. then she'll pull the duck one off and give it to me. Like, that Definitely. kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And I guess that you could say is, like, a form of, of schooling is, or something. Yeah. But then how do you, um, how does it escalate and where, like... Let's assume someone wants to go through the process and like follow it through. Yeah. Um, th- there needs to be the more formal stuff, like yeah. reading and writing. And do you know what I mean? H- how do you introduce that? How do you, because whilst you can follow your kid's interest, if your kid is only into playing in the mud, yeah. like that's what you're going to do all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Like h- how do you introduce that structure and discipline? And, mm-hmm. and also I think like, you know, from my experience, and I'm sure <clears throat> yours are probably similar because everyone hated school growing up. Mm-hmm. But like, you know how... I didn't hate school, I really liked I, it. Not, you know, I, I loved really liked it. it. But okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I did sometimes... But, no, but, but, but then again, it, my school was very structured and sometimes I think maybe I do fall into the... Yeah. A little bit too mm-hmm. structured. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. Like I, the, the yeah. fact that we were sitting down like all day yeah. from such a young age when it's like that's your most creative time. That's when you want to be running around. Yeah. But they restrict you to like half an hour Absolutely. to do that. Yeah. And the rest of the time you're literally sat there like learning from a board, yeah. a whiteboard. Mm. I think now schooling's a lot more interactive because they have a lot more technology and things yeah. like that. And I let's not have that whole conversation about mm-hmm. screen time and everything. But <laughs> yeah. Um, like ha- as I said, coming back to sort of talking about homeschooling, when do you start introducing milestones and how, like, not milestones, but the the structured side of things? Yeah, I think um, like picking on what you said in terms of if a child likes to play with mud, they will always. I, I think I think with that, it's children. Um, like I said, children are naturally hardwired to learn. So like you said, with your with your daughter, like she's recognizing pictures and yeah. stuff. And I think if you provide them with the with the correct environment, um, even like you said, with reading books, children will naturally start to ask you, oh, you know, what what is this letter or what does this say? Mm. And when you, when you, because you spend so much time with your children as a homeschooler, yeah. you're now able to sort of observe and see those things and you can follow it naturally from there. Um, I mean, there are people who kind of follow the more structured, there's so many approaches to homeschooling. You can follow the sort of structured approach and you can use the national curriculum as a uh, loose structure. So perhaps you might think, okay, my child, you know, six years old now, what should she know by now? But you're not sort of pressurizing your children like they would at school and, oh my gosh, you're in year one and you still don't know this yet. So you're kind of, perhaps you would use that as a loose structure whilst following your child's interests at the same time, um, but not exerting that, you know, constant pressure on them. So letting it happen really sort of organically and naturally. And if we can address um, misconceptions, I think the the biggest one um, (laughs) from day one is the whole 
social yeah. uh, reclusion, I think is a word. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know, your, your kid being a recluse, like he doesn't know anyone, can't yeah. socialize. All yeah. he knows is how to chat to his mom about ABCs <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah. how how do you overcome that? Because yeah. I, I think it's important. Like, you know, the social yeah. element of school mm. is probably like the, the best thing. At least I, I, I mean, I love chatting to people generally, but yeah. like getting to know people, getting yeah. to, you know, understand different ways of life and everything else. Like yeah. you actually learn so much and it's such a Absolutely. rich experience. Yeah. Even like, you know, encountering, for example, non-Muslims and learning about other religions and yeah. tolerance and coexistence. Mm-hmm. I think these are really important values. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you know, obviously with these kind of values, it's not something you can read in a book. Yeah. That's something you have to experience. Absolutely. So how do you address that? Um, I think I would argue that uh, perhaps a classroom is an artificial environment. I don't think it is. What do you mean by in that? In terms of there's nowhere in our lives otherwise that we would kind of be forced to stay in one building with 30 sort of children. Um, yeah. It's quite, I feel like it's forced socialization perhaps. Mm. Um, and I feel like, uh, this is my personal opinion, that um, obviously I've been to school as well and we socialize with our peers, but I feel like um, with homeschool children, you have the opportunity to not only uh, socialize with your peers, but of adults and of children of different age ranges. So for example, we have, you know, clubs, trips, homeschool co-ops, which are essentially a group of parents sort of coming together and they each have their, maybe their own expertise or something they like personally, their own interests, and they will take it in turns to kind of um, perhaps do certain activities with children. So I think not just that, also homeschool children have the opportunity to interact with adults in the community. Whereas children at school are sort of stuck in school with the same people. Um, And I think what's really funny is when I used to go to school, we used to get told off for talking, like, you know, you're here to learn, you're not here to kind of talk, you know? I did, I got told off how much time is there really to sort of socialize at school as well? You know, the breaks are so short and majority of the time so you're sitting in the classroom. So that would be my argument that mm. perhaps perhaps homeschool children are, you know, more, so, more socialized than perhaps children go to school. But I think there's this concept of, do we just kind of lock our kids at home? That's what homeschool but is. But I think of, social, you know? I feel like social media has probably really helped because there's so many apps, isn't there, where yeah. mums, even mums who've got newborn babies, yeah. Muslim and non-Muslim apps where, you you know, if you're feeling a bit lonely, a little bit isolated, you can just literally go out there and make some mum friends, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, if that's not what you currently, the situation you're currently in. So like drawing on the sort of social media aspect of of things you know mm-hmm. how do you make sure you don't sort of fall into the trap of uh, you know putting too much pressure on yourself this whole uh, you know super mum culture where everything is perfect yeah. on instagram and, yeah you know, how, how can you you know ensure that you don't sort of fall into that yeah. unrealistic perfection trap yeah. i guess I think this is something I do myself and I always advise like with the parents that I sort of speak to and work with that when you embark on homeschooling and even in parenting, because I always say that you can't separate homeschooling and parenting. It's they're both they're you know, it's combined um, to know the reason for why you started homeschooling. So set your intention. Mm. Um, and you know, obviously our, our faith teaches that um, actions are only judged by their intention. So even if it, so you have a sort of intention, so why did you sort of begin this journey? You know, is it because you want to instill certain values in your children? Or is it because you want to give them a certain sort of kind of education? And perhaps even renewing that sort of every day and reminding yourself of the purpose of why you began. I think it's very, very easy to um, look at social media and become sort of really overwhelmed and feel like it has to, look and be a certain way and what I always say is if you sort of feel that you're coming to that point of comparison is to essentially mute that noise and sort of switch off and really just focus on your children because they will sort of show you 
um, what they need to learn and how they need to learn. Yeah. It's a learning journey. It's not just the children who are learning. It's yeah, you as a parent. Definitely. You're growing and you're learning. Um, and you're modeling that lifelong learning, mm. which is essentially what you want your children to have. Um, it's like I'm learning as yeah. well, because I think a lot of times in Bengali culture, we're taught to read the Quran, but not to uh, be able to translate it fully. That's yeah. what my experience was anyway. And I said to my husband, right, I'm, I can teach her the Quran, but she's not going to understand the actual meaning of it this is why i took a short course in uh, modern standard arabic so that i could actually understand the words that I'm mm. that I'm reading and that I'm yeah. seeing, and she can apply it to everyday everyday stuff, and yeah. you know, to make it more uh, part of her sort of part of her life, really, and part yeah. of mine. So I think it's actually been a learning curve for yeah, myself. Yeah. Well. yeah, that's definitely. cool. I mean, if you, if you get to learn, yeah, and then obviously impart that onto your, in, onto mm. your kids. I think that's that's amazing. Can I address one more negative thing? Yeah, and sure. then we'll move on to like more <laughs> positive. Sorry, one last one. Um, and it's about, uh, and this is, I've mentioned this earlier, like as a joke, but I, I mean it quite seriously now. In terms of like spending time with your kid, mm-hmm. um, like I love my daughter. Let's just, <laughs> let's just this you don't need to justify the question. No, 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 no I, I do, I do. But like th- th- there comes a point, right, where like it's just too much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's also a concern. Yeah. And, and, and also like we have this this thing where like we have uh, in our community, we've got like a madrasa, a Sunday madrasa, mm-hmm. and parents will send their kids th- to Sunday madrasa. Number one, they'll use it as like an excuse to get three, four hours of just like alone away from mm-hmm. the kids, Time. which is I think fair enough. Yeah. But then secondly, and this is probably not as good, is that sometimes they think they're exporting the learning process or like the edu- Islamic education for their kids. Yeah. To, to the madrasa let, let the madrasa deal with it and and we'll just absolve ourselves from responsibility which is wrong yeah right so that's like a more traditional way of doing it yeah if you're in an environment where you're you're modeling and you're living islam with your kid you're mm-hmm. you know you're praying together you're having time for that but you're also spending pretty much every waking hour with them yeah um th- does it not get a little bit much Absolutely, yeah. It, it can be, it can be very overwhelming. <laughs> does, I think, right? And I think you know what I find is a lot of homeschoolers won't admit that because they f- perhaps they might feel that it's 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 uh, it might be seen negatively. Yeah. But I think generally in motherhood and parenthood, it's okay to admit that you know what sometimes I, I need a break for my children. Mm. That's okay. We're only human. And I think what I would sort of what you I haven't but, said that you love your kids though. I don't need to justify. <laughs> I think we do this thing as parents like we'll say okay before I'm going to say something in case it's taken wrong. Let's just do this. I do love them. Like we're, of so, course so we all what do you do to give yourself some respite and unwind? Yeah, unwind. You, yeah. yeah, so I think for me, I'm super strict on bedtimes. Um, I take the evening to myself, and I, Good. you know, I, I think there was a time where I kind of lost myself in um, being a homeschool mum because it it kind of consumes you mm. and um, it just becomes who you are. And sometimes you can actually forget that, hey, do you know what? I'm actually a person aside from that and I do enjoy doing certain things. So I think it's really sort of remembering that you you are still a person outside of that and looking at what your interests are. And I think that's really healthy for your children um, to also see that you are a homeschooling parent, you are their you know, mother or father, but you are also your own person as well. You have your own interests and that's quite healthy modeling because like you know inshallah when they grew up and they have their Definitely. own children they'd want you'd want that for them because as well self-care is a form of love to yeah. yourself Absolutely. and your family isn't it really Absolutely, yeah. well, i think also like when you when you recharge you're able to then give more to your to your yep. to your spouse or to Absolutely. your kids as well right it's, yeah. it's a very important thing that often we i think overlook and, and this is my like my own personal concern is that if we end up like homeschooling for example yeah it's that we'll have like that so much intensity in terms of time and like 
all, all of this yeah. then it's like when do you also just enjoy spending time with your kid like yeah. just but a lot of homeschooling fun. shouldn't have to be I think that's where the misconceptions yeah, come yeah I guess because so. like for me I, I love I love reading yeah and um, I, I feel like I've probably passed that on to my daughter and yeah. we're constantly buying books and going bookshops and library and you know I've kind of incorporated that so I mean you can tell me your thoughts but um so I- I'm trying to get her to understand about emotions bearing in mind she's only two and a half so she's still quite small <laughs> so I'm trying to like un- get her to understand emotions and she's quite good at communicating and speaking so I want her to say she's feeling happy sad angry and whatever yeah so I found this like really sweet set of books with this bunny rabbit and it's got like 10 different emotions from frustrated and the other day she said I'm frustrated and I was like, Aww. she might not understand what that 100% means. Yeah. But looking through the book, she knows that it's a negative emotion. Yeah. And she can actually relate to me. And then when she says happy, she goes, I'm really happy today. Aww, and I feel man. like I put that into place. Yeah. And the beauty is obviously now she's not a baby anymore. She can actually communicate with me. And it's yeah. not me second guessing. Like, do you need your nappy change? Do you need mm. the toilet? Do you need the, you need, are you hungry? Yeah. It's her actually saying to me, you know, what what she's um what she's feeling so i mean i guess you don't in that respect it's just part of your life isn't it it's not really it's very organic it's part of it's it's i think it's a lifestyle i would say mm. homeschooling is a lifestyle um and i think what you touched on is really important um because i feel like the the most important thing of education is a relationship that the teacher and the child have so i don't know do you remember when like you were in school you must have had like your favorite teacher yeah, and that definitely. probably ended up being your favorite subject so i think it's also remembering that school is it's it, homeschooling is not just about the sort of the academic side or learning mm. it's also the connection that you have with your children you know that wholehearted connection that you have with them Um, and I think that's really important that should sort of for me that's my priority my relationship with my children a priority you know before anything else Mm. Um, and I yeah I think and what about discipline because obviously there are certain elements of school which I do quite like yeah and I I know I do worry that because obviously children you know, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but I heard this fact and a lot of people have said said this. So they go to school and then sometimes they'll be on their best behaviour yeah. and they'll come home mm-hmm. and they'll be so tired and cranky and they'll let off steam and, yeah. you know, it's hard to discipline them. So because obviously they're not go for your children, they're mm-hmm. not going to that school atmosphere and coming back. How do you deal with discipline and respect when you are with them like on a continual basis? I think discipline and respect are really interesting words. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's really interesting. I always have this argument where it's kind of like, um, I think especially for my faith, it's, you know, Allah says that we should sort of respect our parents um, and honor yeah. them. Um, but I think it's sort of unpacking that word respect. What does that mean? Does that mean that we can get our, tell our children exactly what to do and how to think and mm. how to feel? You know, I think those are really interesting, especially in our sort of South Asian culture as well. I think that's sort of traditional parenting. It's quite interesting. But in terms of um, what you said, Rukshana, was quite interesting. Mm. Like children who go to school and they come home and all of a sudden they're just like crying and, you know, yeah. so and I think that's a good thing because mm. it just shows that you've allowed home to be such a safe space for them yeah. that they're now able to open up and express their emotions. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's perhaps, um, you know, sort of society's view of traditional parenting is that when they cry, we need to automatically kind of stop stop that, yeah. you know, the emotion. Um, it's, 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 it could be a very long conversation, but I think um, that concept of, um, you know, not allowing to, our children to express their emotions or it's a negative thing. It's um, like with boys, a lot of people say, don't, you know, oh, yes. don't cry, be, be yes. you know, you're a boy, and which is really on, on odd this, language this topic, to use. I've just thought about, I, I wanted to move on to talking about the kind of emotional side of things. Yeah. But before that, I've just thought about one more thing, which is about bullying. Okay. Um, and and I, I feel like bullying, and everyone has their own opinions on it, obviously, but I, I genuinely feel like bullying was 
and is a, a, a part of, uh, it's like a rite of passage. It's a part of growing up. Everyone has been bullied for something or other. Mm. Um, either you've been a bully or you've been bullied, right? And I think that dynamic in itself is very interesting to see like how that manifests and how that develops within you and everything else. Again, I feel like the school system yeah. provides the opportunity um, for that because you're, you've kind of got a lot of time where you're with your peers where you're unsupervised yeah. and that's when bullying would take place and you're kind of building mm. um, like social connections with people and like, you know what I mean? You're, you're, yeah. you're building relationships and whatever else. Um, and I, I feel like it's, it's a formative part of life. Like everyone in this room has been bullied or has been a bully. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. I, I think I mean the two of you or felt or, or felt some something or, or, along or those lines. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In an environment when you're in in the home, mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily experience. You're, you're not going to bully your kid, right? But so you, siblings might well, bully each might. other. <laughs> but but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you think that that there is anything that kids miss out on um, by not being in this in the kind of school environment? Considering you've been brought up in that and your kids are not. No. Really? Honestly, I don't feel like <laughs> No. All right, let's move on. Um, no, why, why, like, why not? No. Do you not think there's anything there? Um, on, no, honestly, I don't feel like they do. <laughs> it's that, I mean, in terms of, the, like, the thing you were saying in terms of, like, having that unstructured play with other children, that absolutely happens with homeschool children as well. Like, you mm. know, play dates, and they can be a lot longer than perhaps children would have in school. Yeah. Mm. Um, in terms of bullying sort of being a rite of passage, I'm not really are, are sure. You not, are you not buying that? No, I'm not buying that at all. Really? <laughs> no, I don't may, buy may, that. I think may, maybe you mean more sort of, not necessarily write a passage, but having had that experience, so yeah. in the outside world, yeah. you're yeah. Prepared, prepared for it. So that kind of moves nice, nicely onto my next sort of point. So a lot of people argue, because if you're homeschooling, yeah. so when they go into the big bad, you know, wide world and they're looking for jobs, are they going to be, you know, are they going to be able to tick those boxes, you know, because as much as we say that we don't want to have it too standardized, yeah. unfortunately, when you do go to apply for jobs, there are going to be tick lists. It's like, do you have this qualification? Do you have this degree? Yeah. X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So, so how can, you know, how, how can you make sure that your children are going to be just as employable yeah. as someone yeah. who wasn't yeah. in, a, in a, who was, sorry, in a school setting? I think that's interesting because I would argue perhaps because children are able to kind of follow that path so early on compared to perhaps mm. someone who's going to school, they might be more qualified than yeah. perhaps others. So for example, um, if my child took a taking to, uh, give an example, if she wanted to be a pharmacist, for example, yeah. um, and then obviously you know early on that your children would need maths and English as a GCSE. So perhaps they could take that a lot earlier on than could perhaps children who are at school. Um, and I think what's interesting about the job market now is that um, employers are actually looking for people who have a lot more experience into, uh, yeah. as a side to sort of qualifications so I think you know the route that sort of you can take perhaps a lot earlier on and you're able to sort of get certain experiences a lot earlier than on than perhaps children at school so I would argue you're able to sort of tailor the path a lot earlier than perhaps children in school so so just for you personally so your kids are not going to school at the, at the moment they're being home they're being you know homeschooled yeah and then do you want them to go to university if they want to go to university because obviously it's you know it's not your decision it's yeah, their, their decision yeah. but um you know do, do you want them to go into that university setting or would you or do you think i mean i just kind of want to know what your thoughts are for mm-hmm. education beyond you know school after the age of 16 essentially yeah 
Um, I think so, so obviously some I, I know of already some homeschool children who perhaps have gone on to university mm-hmm. um, and some homeschool, homeschool children who haven't because they've been able to gain that experience of the specific role that they want to take on. So they've gone sort of straight into that yeah. role at 16. Okay, so, good. I mean, me personally, I, I don't have a, um, it's up to my children completely yeah, yeah. whether or not they want to go. Okay. Um, so I, I mentioned I want to talk about the emotional side of yeah. things. Um, I, I think an, another area that parents probably potentially struggle with is that kind of anxiety um, side of things. So, like, you know, you want what's best for your kid. Yeah. You want to make sure they're getting everything. How how can you approach homeschooling from a kind of place of wholeness um, as opposed to stress and anxiety and, like, worrying about everything being perfect? And and all the concerns that I've probably raised and, and Rukshana has yeah. also raised today, yeah. those are, I think, very legitimate Absolutely. concerns that play yeah. in people's heads. Mm-hmm. Um, how can... Do you know what I mean? How do you approach it from a good place rather than like a scared of that everything's going to go wrong kind of place? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I would say to that is, again, going back to your intention <clears throat> for why you sort of started the first. I think that's that's really important because if you know why you embarked upon this in the first place, you will never... I mean, I mean, there's all. I think there's always that sort of aspect of anxiety and stress will always be there. But I think with that is essentially working on yourself as a parent is super, super important. Yeah. Um, I think what you have to also remember is that if you're sort of an anxious presence, that will essentially, your children will absorb that and, you know, feel the effects of that as well. Um, going back to your question of, you know, sort of what you can do. Um, the main thing I would say is, your intention i think that's that's more important and then what that just transcends into your actions and everything else yeah well if your intention is sort of for me personally i know why i started it was to give them sort of an individual individual personal sort of um education um and obviously ground them in their you know identity as a muslim um and also surrounding yourself with like-minded parents really helps as well so surrounding yourself with like-minded sort of um other homeschooling parents it gives you that sort of support network as well as really it helps you okay and we probably should have addressed it earlier but with regards to um traditional schooling what do you perceive to be the the problems with the system? Mm-hmm. Um, we've 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 obviously like been talking like for what, forty minutes now about the alternative, um, but what what's wrong with our school? Like, what would you do to fix the current system? And I'm not saying that because I don't think it's possible for everybody to, to yeah. homeschool. No, because a lot of parents, both parents are working or Absolutely, whatever. Circumstances yeah. are very different. Um, but what do you think needs to change? I think it's just the, I think the, what's wrong with it at the moment is the, just the one size fits all approach. Yeah. I think that is essentially the problem at the moment. Um, I think it, there's a lot of pressure, especially in the early years, um, that sort of push to be school ready before children, you know, if you look at the way sort of developmentally how their brain is, works and it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up. So I think those are the two sort of key problems in terms of what parents can do, who do send their children to school. I think absolutely you can supplement your children's education at home. So perhaps if they're doing a certain subject at home, um, but perhaps the approach that the sort of the school are using is not working for them. You can absolutely um, perhaps use a more hands-on way and supplement that at home. Um, in terms of the emotional side of things, if you as a parent are you know educated and aware of um, the importance of mental health and their emotions um, and you sort of modeling that yourself as well in terms of how you are, um, Mm. you know, with your emotions as well. So I think there's absolutely that there's room to sort of supplement if you do send your children to school. And also I think what's really important is 
if you do send your children to school to have that sort of teacher parent relationship as well so sort of if you can get involved in the school or there are sort of concerns that you are able to approach your you know yep. child's teacher that's really important as well mm. that's that's really cool do you have any other questions i've got um, one final one but i'll, I'll see you that's about it. We've, we've covered quite, quite a large quite range a of things so, from emotional. So, so and the last that, so. thing from me was just a little bit more about what you do alongside homeschooling. Because obviously you've mentioned um, that you kind of coach parents yeah. um, that are looking at homeschooling. Can you tell us a bit more about what that entails? So like, for example, let's take me as an example. I, at some point, might say, okay, I'm thinking about this. Why would I reach out to you? How do I reach out to you? And, and what would you be able to provide? Okay, so um, you can read... Okay, so um, what I essentially do is um, I help parents who are stuck in that sort of overwhelm um, and just don't know what to do. Essentially what you described. Yeah. And I think the reason, I really want to sort of talk about the reason why I do that, because I've been in that position where mm. it's kind of like absolutely burnt out, don't know what I'm doing, looking on social media and kind of thinking, oh my goodness, is this what I should be doing? Yeah. So that's what I do. Um, and I help them with um, really tailoring it to their child specifically. So looking at their child's needs, um, looking at what developmental stage that they're at, looking at their interests and your unique family sort of circumstances, because every family is absolutely different. Um, you can sort of reach out to me on um, Instagram um, at nurturing.learners. We'll put all the links in, yeah. the, in the notes. Yeah, and then the website, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's brilliant. Thank um, you very much. Thank you, yeah, thank you very much for your time. And, and oh, thank all. you. For if I me. do embark on this homeschooling journey, I will be in touch. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I'll be avidly watching all your Facebook videos <laughs> for tips and advice. And, and you post a lot of content <laughs> online yeah. constantly, right? Yeah, I do post, yeah. Your, your content's very sort of like humble and honest. You don't, you don't sort of try to sugarcoat things which i actually think is is good because that whole mm. super mum super you. dad culture you know you've got to do xyz and the thing is you've got to remember whether you're homeschooling or not you're constantly educating your child just to Absolutely. be a decent functioning Absolutely. human being and yeah. they're going to get that from us there was virtually. also one thing that you mentioned um quite a few times on our call beforehand yeah which was about um how as parents we're most invested in our kids upbringings more than anyone absolutely more than any teacher more yeah. than anybody and so we'll always want what's best for our kids yeah. definitely and we'll always want more so than anyone else if that makes sense yeah absolutely. we're always going to be more invested yeah so i guess when it comes to thinking about and, and if i can kind of almost a conclusion on your behalf but when it comes <laughs> to thinking about um homeschooling and whether it's like the choice for us ultimately if we have the capacity if we have the means mm -hmm whilst we might not feel adequately um, prepared or yeah. able or capable, ultimately we're the only person that Absolutely. would invest as much effort and energy and time and resource into it, mm -hmm. into our own kids, because we love our kids more than anyone. Absolutely. Um, and, and if that's not a, an advert for homeschooling, I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but thank you very much for your time. Thanks really again, appreciate Mary. it. I know you came down from South London today. Um, and yeah, that's, thanks, that's thanks it. Again. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>